My name's Colin and I'm hoping to run an ultramarathon every month in 2023. And my name's Andrew, Colin's brother, and I'm going to be joining them for half a marathon during his ultra run every month. This is Idiot School Running. And this is episode nine, the interview with me, Matt Nags. You nailed it. Andrew loves it. Andrew loves it. I see that smile on his face. That's how you do it, Colin. You, it, Matt didn't even need a second take. <laughs> I told you, Matt. Andrew, we were chatting before the show and I said, Matt's going to take over my position because you two are going to take over the idiot score running. So normally, Colin, you take multiple takes to get that start correct yep. and Matt did it in one take as you just heard. So this is a very exciting episode of Idiots Go Running where we have our first guest, first guest in the podcast, Colin, tell us who it is. Uh, you've just heard from the intro, Andrew, it is Matt Nags. <laughs> you have indeed. Matt, welcome to Idiots Go Running. Thank you. I am super excited to be here. You two know this, but maybe your audience does not know that I've actually requested to be an honorary idiot. And uh, I was thinking in preparation for our interview, what are some things that an idiot might say? And uh, one, so I wanted to confirm, we've heard now, Colin and Andrew, both of you have uh, completed five out of 12 ultras and half marathons for the year. I wanted to congratulate you on completing 20 48ths of your goal, right? Because that sounds pretty idiotic to put it that way, right? We could say you're nearly halfway, right? Or you're five twelfths. No, let's make it really confusing and say 2048s of the way there. And it sounds more. Well done. Oh, that sounds impressive. And it's actually melted my mind a wee bit. I'm going to take it. That's correct. Because I'm not going to do I'm not going to try and work that out. <laughs> right. I made sure to get the fraction correct. Uh, second, I'd like to just make sure I look good enough to be on a podcast that is audio only. I showered today. So want to make sure that that also seems something appropriate that an idiot might be worried about. Um, <laughs> and then lastly, your audience may have noticed, while you two have wonderful Irish accents, my accent is quite different. It's an American accent. And I just want to confirm for everyone, today's actually the culmination of my life's work in perfecting my American accent. So it's all been building up to this moment right now. <laughs> my accent, what you're hearing, I've been working on it my whole life. I hope you enjoy it. It's a great accent, Matt. And it's a low, low, low bar to be an idiot <laughs> when it comes to idiot school running. <laughs> so you've made the grade. And uh, I think by saying that stat about the fractions and whatnot, I think you're, you've surpassed it. And maybe you're, you're too intelligent for us to, for an idiot. So. <laughs> but yeah. Matt, it's great, really great to have you on the podcast. Myself and Colin's been looking forward to this to so, for so, so long. So tell us a bit about yourself, a bit about your family, maybe what you do. So you're American. We've, we've heard that and we're going to hear that. So tell us a bit more about yourself. Uh, so I am... 38 years old at present. In fact, Colin and I discovered we were born two weeks apart. I hope that's okay. I just told the audience how old Colin is. Who's older? Who's younger? Clearly, Colin is older. Yeah, yeah. you can tell. In the way <laughs> you can tell. Himself. Yeah, it's it's on so, it's on a podcast. You can tell by the voice. You know, you get my older, more experienced voice. I think is that what it is. That's what you were you were getting at. Not not the physical look of a withered old man. No, no, I would say it's definitely your maturity level. You display at <laughs> least two weeks more maturity in life than I do, clearly. Wow, so. that's, that's quite a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've actually given our age out before on the podcast. So both no. of you are 38, and if you're curious, I am 40. I was 39 a few months ago, I'm now 40, so I'm in a different 
decade than yourselves. Do you remember I asked you this year, Andrew, um, what were we doing for your 40th birthday? Yes. <laughs> no. I was like, we had it a few months ago. We had it a few months ago. I think, I think we already had your 40th birthday. Anyway, Matt, continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I do live in the U.S., uh, in the state of Ohio. Uh, I am a project manager, would be the easiest way to say it, for a software company. Uh, I am a father of three, married for, it'll be 15 years this summer, actually. In fact, today is the last day of school for my children, so they're quite excited. And uh, yeah, I, I get into running quite a bit, I guess you could say. I started running probably 2004 was really where it began. In 2004, uh, or leading up to that, I was actually uh, into competitive bodybuilding, or at least trying to be into competitive bodybuilding. And so at that time, I was weight training quite a lot. I was eating quite a lot. And then I got mono. So when that happened, I continued eating a lot while doing absolutely nothing. And uh, I, I shot up to a weight that was nearly double what I weigh today over the course of a year. And after that was when I began running. I said, I've got to get rid of this. And uh, I changed my whole lifestyle back then. Had been running pretty consistently up through 2014, which was when I decided to run my first half marathon. And I did one to two of those per year. Uh, up until the time I was diagnosed with MS. So I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in March of 2020. And at that time, uh, my symptoms were so severe that I couldn't walk more than a mile without my body basically stopping me from doing anything else. I had uh, very severe electrical shocks going through my body, basically once I had gotten even a half mile into walking was trying to figure out how do I keep moving forward? And at that time, or shortly after the time I was diagnosed, I said, you know, it'd be really something if I could get back to the point of being able to run a half marathon again one day. And eight months later, I was actually able to do that. Not only did I do it, but I set a personal record for myself in the time that I did it also. So I ran it faster than any of my pre-diagnosis half marathons. And ever since then, I'd, I'd say my life has been looking for what's the next way in which I can push myself. So I had never run more than a half marathon before being diagnosed. Since being diagnosed, I've run five marathons, as well as over 4,000 miles in the last uh, three years now. And uh, just completed my first ultra marathon this past weekend. Congratulations on that, Matt. Unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Do you know what do you know what's even more unbelievable? Shoot. <laughs> How many marathons have I finished, Andrew? A few five. Like, a few five. I was about to say you've done five. Uh, what's what's Matt's age difference to me? Two weeks? Two weeks. How many kids do you have, Matt? Three. How many kids <laughs> do I have, Andrew? Three. Wow. And and Matt has MS. I have MS. Honestly, it's like an alter ego living living in America. And just on that point, how, Colin, did you come to know Matt? Because you get on so well 
when we're recording this, we're recording this and I can see Matt, I can see Colin. I've had a few messages kind of back and forth via Colin, uh, through Matt, via Colin. And it's just great to see you and chat with you and have a bit of crack with you. But you are so alike and you seem to get on so, so well. You encourage others so, so well. You build each other up. And there's, there's a story about Miz and the Malin. I'll maybe come to it later in the podcast. I'll maybe just talk about it now. Always a story about Miz and the Malin. Oh, we need there's like part three coming up in, in a few episodes time. We'll probably do part part four, part five too. But there's a time in Miz and the Malin when Colin was running that you were quite low, Colin. And I heard you yeah. listening to something. I was like, what, what are you listening to? And it was a voice message from yourself. And Matt, you were so, so encouraging. It was really a really touching moment. And I just want to say thank you for that moment mm. because Colin was, the, the challenge wasn't going as he expected. He must have nope. messaged you. You done a voice message back to him, and that just meant the world to Colin, and I actually meant yeah. the world to me. And that was the first time I was like, Matt, who's who's this Matt guy? Because he sounds inspirational. And hearing your story, you are inspirational, Matt. Yep. You touch so many people's lives, and we just want to thank you for touching Colin's and touching mine too. And Colin, do you want to talk about how did you first get introduced to Matt? How did I first get introduced to Matt? I think I might have stumbled across the running. 4MS page and I didn't want to be cheeky and I added myself onto it but I didn't want to be cheeky and I didn't want to say hey I'm doing a big run do you mind if I promote it on your page because I think us being Northern Irish and can I go back Matt by the way when Andrew says on for some crack that means fun by the way in Ireland it doesn't mean crack in America just so you know but anyway, I was thinking of clarifying for any of your American <laughs> listeners that uh, that's not the crack we're talking no, about. No, no. <laughs> I bet you might need to clarify for our American <laughs> listeners yeah, so, for this podcast. When, when idiots, idiots go running, we'll get mad on for some crack. Is is the Irish crack, not the American crack? Anyway, <laughs> so I thought I'll 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 actually contact Matt and I'll say Matt, do you mind? And Matt, did you actually mind me contacting you and saying, can I promote my run? Yeah, not not at all. Right. I, I, to me, it was something that would inspire so many people. You know, the more people that know about it, the better. That was my opinion. So did not mind in the least bit. It inspired me. I mean, Colin and I, I feel like often go back and forth. Yeah. With, you inspire me. No, you inspire me. Like it's this back and <laughs> forth, round and round circle. But yeah. genuinely, I am inspired by Colin. And Thank you very I've much. With him, how inspired I was even though that particular run of his didn't go how he had planned for it to go. It actually gave me the courage to do what I recently did too, to say, hey, I want to go 60 miles in my ultra marathon, and I knew I might fail. And that's okay, right? Colin kind of laid the way for me to say, you know what, when you don't achieve exactly what you set out to achieve, it takes a lot of courage to even set out to do something so amazing, right? And then it also takes a lot of courage to learn from whatever happens as well. So it was almost as though, Colin, you had given me permission to say, hey, go tackle that big thing that you're after, because no matter what, you're going to be better for having put in the effort to do it. Yeah, like, like, like totally. And I think now you're leading, you're leading the challenge in terms of you've ran more miles in one go than me. You're winning. Barely. 
Barely. What was your long day for Ms. I don't know. I, I don't think I went over 4,300. Did I over 43? I can't remember. 43 comes to mind. I don't know exactly, but I'm pretty sure you hit 43. Maybe, maybe I am. We'll, we'll, we'll look back and we'll cut this bit then if, if I did. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. So Colin, you found Matt via Facebook, via his yep. Facebook MS running group. And Matt, maybe tell us a bit about that group, just the name of it, why you set it up, and just a bit about it. So... After I was diagnosed, um, I, I started looking for support groups for people with MS. And every group I found had at least some aspect of it that was um, loathing, right? The woe is me, my life is now over, and uh, I, don't, I don't deal well with that. And I like to surround myself with people that think the way I think in order to better support my journey as well. And knowing that if I'm around people who think life is over because of this disease that we have, that that would be negative for me. I said, well, I don't know that there is a space that is optimistic all the time, that specifically has a rule that says, hey, this is not a place to come to say my life is over. And I said, I'm going to start that. Um, I decided that if I'm going to have this disease and have challenges that come along with it, it would be best if other people can at least learn from or hopefully even be encouraged or inspired by what I share, what my experience is. So that's why I decided to create the group. I said, hey, if this group exists and at least one person can benefit from what I'm doing within the group, then it will have been worth it. And now I say, it's not my group. Yes, I happen to be the one that started it, but I'd like to think it's our group. It's a group of now we have over 420 people in the group from all over the world. Obviously, that's how Colin and I got to know each other. And uh, there are people doing incredibly inspiring things. You know, yes, I, I post what I do, but I'm equally as inspired by people who say, for the last six months, I've been trying to convince myself to go out and do something, walk a mile, you know, or do whatever it is. And I actually did it today. Right. That is that is not focusing on negative. It is celebrating the victories. And uh, there's just so much encouragement in that group where everyone is supportive of one another. It's it's incredible. Yeah. And, and you know what, Matt, you're not just saying that with me being in the group. It is a place where if someone posts something like, oh, I've really, you know, I, I've, I've only been able to go this far or I've increased my time by Z amount or um, like other people who do triathlons in the group, you, you can't help but give a positive response. It, it, like I have never once went on to your comment or unliked anything or there was any negativity, you know, if anything, there's a wee bit of a wee bit of banter between some people. Usually, I instigate it, but um, <laughs> it is it is just a really, really positive, positive, positive place to chat to people with MS. And it nearly with with me with me having MS, all my first groups were very negative, And this is the way it's going to be. And this is what's going to happen. This group isn't like that. This is 
this is what you can do and this is what you can become. I think I think I used to think I was a um, before the Miz and the Malin run, you know, I'm doing something special here, I'm different. And then you get on Match Group and you realize you're no different to everybody else on here. You know, it's an awesome place to be. Uh, I, I think you're selling yourself a little bit short, as we would say, <laughs> Colin. Um, you're, you're definitely doing awesome things. You know, I, one of the things I said, by the way, to my wife after I completed my ultra marathon this past weekend was Colin is doing this every month. I just did one. And yes, I want to do it again. I will say that. No question. But I said, Colin's doing this every single month. That's crazy, right? So you're still on your own level in my book. <laughs> ah, well, th- thank you very much, Matt. So Matt, it's great to have you here. But at Idiot School Running, we don't just ask the easy questions. We ask the hard questions, such as, tell us about jelly. Tell us about American jelly. And for that, we're going to have the jelly update. Andrew's jelly update. Andrew's jelly update. This is the part where he talks about jelly in Andrew's jelly update. Matt, welcome to Andrew's jelly update. This is the part where I and you, and sometimes Colin, talk about jelly. Matt and Colin, this is the first time Colin, or you didn't really hear the jingle last time because it wasn't, it wasn't made in the last podcast. What do you think of the jelly jingle? Um, I, I love it. it. If anything gets you in the mood for jelly, clearly it's that song. <laughs> uh, there, there could be nothing else that would get you more in the mood for jelly. However, we should clarify, depending on where you live, jelly may mean something different to you. And so, as you've been describing over these past several episodes, what your jelly experience is, I've been, in my mind, envisioning what we in America refer to as jelly, saying, this guy has to be a complete mess trying to eat jelly while running. Because for us, jelly is what you might refer to as jam, right, that you spread on on bread. And it's actually really gooey and messy it would drip all over the place if you were to try and get it out of a jar that w- that would be a nightmare actually you know you say that if you had as we it is you're you right we call it jam you call it jelly so every time in this podcast where i've mentioned jelly uh people in america are probably thinking jam or jelly as you say so that that puts it that's a totally different that's a totally different context because we do have international listeners we do have american listeners matt you're one of them may only be the only one no there's a, there's a few there's a, there's a few out there so just to clear it up for for us who don't understand your what do you call your jelly then if you you know what our jelly is so, so what what my research has told me is that what you refer to as jelly we refer to as jello so this would be like a gelatinous dessert that can come in cube form, right? And it's, um, yeah, typically sweet, fruit-based, um, usually made by mixing gelatin powder with water. So hopefully that's that's what we're talking about. The penny has dropped for a lot of people now that you explain that. People's going, ah, that's what he means. Still doesn't make sense to do it and eat it during a run, but that's no. what it means. So Jello then. <laughs> yeah, right. you you should rewrite your Jelly update to the Jello update for this episode, Andrew. <laughs> that's right, the American version. The and American whatever, version. An Americanized version of the Jelly update song might sound like. You have the office, and then you have the US office. 
you might as well have the UK jelly update and the US jelly update, Jello update. <laughs> Andrew's Jello update. Andrew's Jello update. This is the part where he talks about Jello and Andrew's Jello update. Do you get it in like blocks, Matt, or is it a powder? Jelly, which we call Jello, it Jell-O. comes in a box of powder that we mix with water. So you don't get a block. So you get, we get like a block, which is, what would you say, wobbly <laughs> and quite concentrated. <laughs> and we, we put it in a bowl. It's turned into a cooking show now. We put it in a bowl, you add hot water, and then you leave it to set <laughs> overnight or for a few hours. And then there's more jelly of the jelly. So the stuff I eat is really, really concentrated jelly. So when, when you're listening to me eating jelly, what's your jello? What's your thoughts, Matt? So I imagine it being more similar to Turkish delight. Uh, That's kind of the consistency I am imagining, which admittedly, as an ignorant American, my main exposure to that is through the Chronicles of Narnia. That's a great show. Yes. Great book book series. You used to are, you don't understand. See, chatting to you two separately, it's like you're just into the same movies, like Marvel. Don't get Andrew started oh, on Marvel. Love Marvel, Matt. I believe you're a big Marvel, right? We're gonna this. Yes. This is gonna go all over the place, but Marvel <laughs> tell, tells a bit. Tells yes. a bit about Marvel because Colin's not oh, into me. Marvel, and I love no. Marvel. I tell you where I stand from in Marvel, Matt. Every time a new film is released, I need to see it within the first few days so I don't get spoiled online. Right, right. Um, I have fallen a little bit behind when it comes to that, but I'm still quite the Marvel fan, I would say. Uh, just enjoy the movies quite a lot. Um, I, I actually use Captain America as my alter ego. Um, I frequently tell my kids that I'm Captain America. Um, so, yes. Uh, in fact, I went to a Captain America restaurant, believe it or not, in Ireland. Uh, right. No. So you have been, you, you've been over to Ireland before. I've been not to Northern Ireland yet. Colin and I have discussed this. Yep. That will happen at some point in the future. But I have been to Dublin and uh, to Cork as well. Um, and in Dublin, there was a Captain America restaurant. Wow. I, I wow. don't know why. Um, but yeah, I believe it was called Captain America. It had maybe three pictures of Captain America in total in the restaurant, <laughs> and nothing on the menu had anything to do with Captain America whatsoever. Welcome so, to Ireland. <laughs> yep, that sounds like that sounds like us. And then the thing, your alter ego with Captain America, you go in. You're on the. Would you believe? Also, you're on the same infusions as me. So, uh, like, we're both we're we're both on the same path. What do you wear into your infusions? Yeah, you love this, uh, Andrew. You love this. So I go in twice a year to get an infusion. It takes usually about three hours to do this. And uh, when I go get my infusions, I am dressed in a Captain America costume, typically. That uh, so, is amazing. You know, because it's my super soldier serum, right? And so I've been doing this now. It'll be three years this summer. And uh, the the entire staff recognizes me every time you know Captain america's back right uh i can't believe i'm the only one that goes to get an infusion dressed as captain america honestly because to me i'm just telling myself yeah this is this is why i can run as far as i can run i'm getting (laughs) i'm getting my super soldier serum right that's what i tell my kids dad is so strong because of this right so um it's a way to you know try and have some fun and make 
something that some people might see as a negative, something really positive and fun for a nerd like me who loves Captain America. That is brilliant. And I have to ask the question, Matt, do you bring the shield with you? Oh, I have not done that yet. But <laughs> wow. I think you have thrown the Infinity Gauntlet down. Oh, uh, this is, this is horrendous. Do that. Yeah, Colin, I if you want to take off for five minutes, we'll be right back here. Whenever I you told you. <laughs> I will get my P45, what we call over here, which is my, my form that says I no longer have a job on this podcast. So I believe you had asked the question about jelly, though, and, and you know, what my preference would be, right? Um, so my preference, I can't say would be to never eat it while running because I am someone who says... You can't say no to something until you've done it at least once. Yep. yep. So that being said, I can at least speak to what are the Jell-O flavors in America that I enjoy. Although, admittedly, I have not had any while running. Uh, My favorite would be black cherry. That (gasps) that is my favorite Jell-O flavor. We actually do have molds that we you know, can form the jelly or Jell-O in. Now you've got me calling it jelly. So, Andrew, you'll love this. I have Star Wars molds with Stormtrooper and Darth Vader heads where you can form the jelly <laughs> in that shape. This is the way. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so you like Star Wars too. We love a bit of Star Wars. Colin's just saying what he's thinking at the moment. I, just, I knew this would happen. He's saying, let's get back to running. I knew, I knew this would happen, Matt. Next time you come over to visit, can you bring those bowls with you? Or Colin, can we go and visit Matt? Because at one stage, us three need to be in the same location because I just think that would be absolute magic and gold. And maybe all of us could go for an ultramarathon run and I can go for a half marathon. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. Now, while we're on the topic of jelly, we've got the jelly jingle now. And I have to ask... Who's the banjo player and who is singing? Is this the two of you doing this performance? Colin played the banjo and I did the singing. Awesome. That's not true. That's not true no, at all. No. It's, uh, <laughs> Colin actually, Colin didn't hear the jelly jingle at all until I uploaded right. the episode. So he really didn't <laughs> so have any idea. Everybody heard it first. Everyone heard it first. I had so many ideas about the jingle and I was like, I don't know what to do and I have no time. So I went on to a website called Artlist and it's royalty free music. You sign up for it, royalty free music. And I went through so many songs. No way sometimes if you hear something, it's just, oh, that's it. That's it. And it's just, it's the one. It, it's uplifting. It's fast. And then I would like to say the lyrics. <laughs> the lyrics just wrote themselves, believe it or not. <laughs> really? Really, Andrew? I'll tell you sometimes what I do. Sometimes in the morning, in my house to wake everyone up, I come in playing the jelly jingle with my wife and kids <laughs> and they absolutely detest the jelly jingle. The first time they played it, they go, Daddy, that's brilliant. And they were dancing along to it. And I was, no, Daddy, turn it off. Turn the jelly jingle off, Daddy. So I, I come into the room <laughs> with, the je- with the jelly jingle on. So I do. Do you know what, do you know what makes it even worse? Do you know what my ringtone is? It's the jelly jingle. Every time I get a phone call, you get Andrew's Jelly Update and then you can't not help but answer the phone to Andrew's Jelly Up. This isn't just for me when I ring. This is when anyone, anyone rings, rings that plays. Has it ever happened during a meeting? I had to turn it down in the office the other day because everyone turned and looked at me and thought, 
what on earth is going on? Now, yes, you do. You might, you, you might sound, yes, you might sound like a strangled cat sometimes, Andrew, on the jelly jingle. But maybe it's just the maybe it's just the the mic on a phone is just such poor quality that that's why it sounds like that's what I'm putting it down no, I think, to. I think it sounds because I do sing like a strangled. I, I, believe it or not, Matt, I am not a singer. I don't know if you could tell that from the jelly jingle. I couldn't tell that I, from the jingle. I, 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 I did the jingle. Obviously, and, someone that was hired. To sing. No, that was that was. But we can't afford. We can't afford for the Millennials Gorilla podcast. We, we, so I actually sing it, and if you listen very carefully, I try to harmonise with myself. So we'll go a bit deeper. So there's a higher and a lower one. He and I can't sing, but you know what? I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. A lot of fun doing it. And do you know what? Nice. What a lot of people don't know, Matt, is that Andrew has one verse to the Jelly Jingle. There is a Jelly Jingle verse. There is. Well, it's more like a. I don't know how. I don't know how to describe it, but you, it's a verse. Colin, you said, I'm going to, well, you didn't say, you go, it's up to you, Andrew, but I would, a jingle's normally a few seconds. This is like 40 <laughs> seconds or something. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, we hear on each episode about what you're doing with Jelly, which is wonderful. <laughs> Colin, you seem often critical of what Andrew is doing with, with his Jelly. And I'm just curious so I, I do recall there was the episode where, Andrew, you attempted to cover, I think it was chocolate with jelly and that, that yeah, didn't pe- go peanut well. Butter at, yeah, yeah. Um, Colin, I'm curious to know two things. Uh, one, I had given you a song that you needed to bust out and play when Andrew takes out his jelly. So I want to know if you've done that yet or should we surprise Andrew with that at some point in the future? Maybe a second jelly jingle. Look, look, look at his face. He is just excited to hear what this song is. And you know, Matt, I didn't want to give him any ideas, but he seemed to just go rogue and do it himself. But no, <laughs> I never let him listen to it. You even sent me the clip, didn't you? You sent me the I wee did. snippet of it. Yep. Yep. I need to yep. know. I need to know. I don't think he's ready, Colin. <laughs> I don't think he's ready. When we release it to everybody, I will add it into the uh, podcast, Andrew. So you can join join the club, but you don't get to hear anything until <laughs> until it goes live. Well, you say that, but I'm the one that edits the podcast, so that could be a bit of an issue, call. <laughs> so this particular song would not be royalty free. <laughs> right. Oh, so, we have issues. No. We have issues. We have issues yeah. with that then to put it in the podcast. <laughs> but uh, we, we could, if if you just wanted to sing it, we might get away with that. Oh, oh that's that's putting oh, us on the spot. That is. Um, There's a high, high singing bar and idiots go running, as you've already heard several times well, in this podcast. I, so <laughs> I'll be, I'll be honest with you, Matt. I don't think he's ready. I don't think he is ready for. No, he's not ready jelly. for this jelly. No, I think I might but, know. Um, what this song's about. <laughs> I think uh, the listeners no. might also know what this song's about. So just wait, just wait. So we're, we're obviously we're obviously talking about the Beyonce song. I don't think yes. you're ready for this jelly. So yes. Matt, my question back to you is, why is she not singing? I don't think you're ready for this jello, or does she actually mean American Ooh. jelly? Oh, bounce back so question. Now, this, this is, really, really, it's a question for Beyonce. But as we don't have her on the podcast, Matt, <laughs> well, the nearest thing American, I am the resident Beyonce expert. As <laughs> you the probably haven't American heard this before, this but you, as the nearest thing to Beyonce, take it away with your answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Um, well, I, if I had to guess, 
let me put myself in Beyonce's mindset when she wrote the lyric. Um, clearly, she was not thinking about food at all, because as the song goes on to say, she she's talking about her body being bootylicious. Mm. Uh, so there must be a more closer relationship to jelly than there is jello with how she describes her own body. That's that's what I'm coming up with. Channeling my inner Beyonce to give you that answer. Or on the flip that, if you were to say jello, is that too close to jello? Ooh. That's a good point Ooh, too, Carl. That is that is possible. I don't think yeah. you're ready for this jello. Then you're going, hold on, you're Beyonce. You're not jello. What are you talking about? So Maybe we change it to jelly. Or really, she has a secret message for her UK fans, where really she's intending to talk about her jiggly dance moves, right? Yeah. Which would only be jelly in the UK sense. Yes, and she was writing this song prior to a concert in the UK and saying, I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah I think, I think we've nailed it. We've nailed it. Do you know what? I just want to say, if you're sitting at home <laughs> or out and you're listening and you're still listening to this podcast, idiots go running, folks. You're welcome. We talk about the big issues. We dive deep into Beyonce lyrics and different things here on the podcast. You just don't know what you're going to get. It's like a box of chocolates. And on that note, Matt, you were saying about some some things that maybe translate different for our American audience. You had maybe a few questions for us, did you? Maybe from a perspective as, as a listener do you have any questions that you would like to ask us maybe it's to do with oh the the difference in phrases or words or just you had hinted that you had maybe some questions for us so well one that i wanted to ask colin we we hear what andrew does with jelly colin what are you doing on your runs what are you eating uh or fueling with throughout your runs i i remember you talking about pancakes if I recall, with uh, chickpeas, um, but but that doesn't travel very easily, right? So what are you either carrying with you or stopping to eat? Uh, or is Andrew bringing you some fuel to help you refresh? Well, seeing we're on the jelly segment of the podcast, Andrew, being Mr. Dependable, always brings me peanut butter and jam sandwiches. So Andrew turns up, gets out of his car and hands me a freshly wrapped pack of peanut butter and jam sandwiches. So that's my wee, my wee perk to give me a bit of energy. Um, the pancakes, yes, the chickpea. It's actually chickpea juice, we said in the previous podcast, which is called aqua, aquafaba, ah, which, is, right. uh, which sounds better than chickpea juice. Let's go for it. Aqua- <laughs> I, I forgot all about that conversation. It's aquafaba <laughs> pancakes. So pancakes are class, really, really good. And I would keep them in a wee container, just the size of your hand, put them in my, put them in my box. And then, um, yeah, they're okay. Do you know what? They're really nice when you're running and you stop. You can't run and eat. You cannot run and eat, Matt. Did you experience this on your, on your Ultra? Did you try to eat solid food while on the move? So I was typically walking while eating solid food. Um, I have run while eating as well, though. Um, if I'm really focused on speed, like for a marathon, I do uh, sometimes eat solid food while running. Um, usually dehydrated fruit bars. Um, they're relatively easy to eat while running. 
Um, so I have done that, but you know, if you're trying to enjoy a nice peanut butter and jam sandwich, or obviously Andrew's jelly, you want to slow down. You sacrifice really your time it. for the peanut butter and jam or jelly sandwich. It's worth it. T- totally, it's I- worth I'm hearing it. you on that one. So yes, yeah, so that's the two go-to things. Andrew, what else do I eat? I don't actually think about what I'm eating. That's really terrible. Gels. I have popped salt tablets in gels before, um, just for a quick boost of energy. Um, I did sit down in a shop and had a coffee and a Snickers. I had a whole pack of Snickers. I had about four Snickers, didn't one run? I think, or uh, yeah. So there's that. Um, and then I have this carb drink that I've just got so sick of because it's the same flavor over and over. It's breathe easy. So it has like this menthol thing to it. So whenever you drink it, it's like, it's like eating menthol and then all of a sudden you get this really cold breath, you know, air filling up your lungs. Um, so that's like a carb drink that kind of replaces eating. As you run too far, as I said, I prefer starting to get the gels and the, the, the liquids rather than through, through a food source. So yeah, so I suppose that's what I, that's what I eat mainly. The first time you wanted a peanut butter and jelly or a peanut butter and jam sandwich, that's why I was in the garage. I was mm. getting you peanut butter because I didn't have any. And that's when I walked by the aisle and seen the jelly. <laughs> that's, that's how, how the, the love the affair started. Thing came about. It was because I was looking for pe- peanut butter uh, for, for yeah. gall, for a sandwich. Yeah. Does that answer gall. any of your question, Matt? I, I think it does. I think it does. Um, now, my next question, though, would be for Andrew. Oh, you've hinted at this. You've hinted at this, but you haven't made it official. So uh, I'd like to know when will you run? Oh, this is a great question, Andrew. This is a great question, and I think you put him on the spot, Andrew. Tell the truth. He's probably scared to tell the truth. On the spot now. Oh, look at this! Look, if anyone can't see him, he's 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 got the awkwardness of rubbing his head. It's putting me in the spot now because now I have to go for it. So we did say, Colin, if Mm -hmm. all was going okay. June is not correct. Yeah, June, which is next month. Yeah, that's that's not long from now. June is a week <laughs> away. A, a few people say to me, Andrew, you sound like you could do a full marathon. And I have to say, as, as if you listen to the last podcast, I felt like I could have maybe done the full marathon, but I didn't. Obviously, you know. But well, there was coffee. There I was mean, coffee, there was pan of chocolate, there was a wee break in the middle. We are going, this is being recorded on a Thursday night. We are running on Monday for this month's challenge and I'm looking forward to it. Will I be able to hit 20 miles to break my record? of Every month I'm doing longer and longer and longer. I don't know about this month, but I think June, Colin, I think I'm going to attempt to run the length of a marathon in June. In and that'll June. Be the halfway point. Halfway point? In June. Well, the halfway point of the challenge, there's but there's more, Matt. There's more. There's much more because myself and Colin have decided to enter our first official ultra marathon for September. So wow. we're, ta- we're, we're talking about marathons and in true <laughs> idiotic form, a, a marathon's never really done it for me, to be honest with you. That's, you know, entering in a race, but Colin's now the one shaking his head. The top of Northern Ireland, the North Coast, is an abs. It's, it's a beauty to behold, Matt. It's my favourite place in the world. And there's an ultra marathon happening in the North Coast of Northern Ireland. And me and Colin's been chatting about it. And it's in September. And you know what? I just looked at it and I thought, that looks amazing. Just it would be, it's a different pace. Well, maybe we'll, we'll get on about your ultra marathon, but it just looks 
marathons. I've been involved in relay marathons, but I've never done a full marathon. But this here excites me. And Colin, myself and you are signing up for an ultramarathon, yeah. official ultramarathon race in September. Isn't that, Matt, give me your reaction as somebody listening to this for the first time. <laughs> I, I love it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a bad influence. You're asking the wrong guy. If you were looking for someone to dissuade yeah. you, yeah, definitely don't ask me. No, because Colin <laughs> obviously does them every month. You've done it and we'll get onto your experience, but uh, I've never even done a marathon. I'm going ultra, Matt. ultra, let's go for it. It sounds like fun. It see sounds like see at the start of this year. Yeah. So Andrew, I'll get in. Bruno Fernandez. Um, anyway. So just wait, we're going to keep that in, Colin, because it's been a while since we've recorded a podcast when Manchester United have been playing and Manchester United are playing Chelsea at the minute. Colin, give us a score update. Casemiro scored early on in the game. Chelsea missed a sitter. Casemiro scored VAR check. It was tight. He was onside, 1-0. And now, I believe, my screen's down really dark, so I can't really say it that well, but I believe... Bruno Fernandez has just put us 2-0 up. Champions League beckons for next year. Liverpool didn't make it in. But anyway, back to the podcast. Before we say that, normally, normally I'm the one watching football. And tell us why, Andrew. Tell football. us why. Well, <laughs> because I can't get it working otherwise I might be. So before, before this came on, Matt, I was going, can't get the football on. And Colin goes, ah, it's because you're streaming. You won't be able to get it working. Yeah. And yet he's able to get it working. On that, Matt, do you support any football teams or as you would call it, soccer? Or do you follow sports? So my, my biggest sport, I would say, that I follow would be American college football. So it's at the university level. Um, there is a team that is relatively close to where I grew up uh, that I follow quite closely. That would be the University of Michigan. Um, I am a soccer fan, or as you call it, football fan as well. Soccer has recently caught on in the States, I'd say. Not to say that we haven't known about it, right? But uh, MLS is actually becoming quite interesting. It's expanding quite a bit here as well. Uh, our closest team is the Columbus Crew here in Ohio. Uh, they're quite good, typically. Uh, I also have followed Manchester uh, in the past as well. Just, uh, just to I confirm, my, can you say United after that? Because there's two teams yes, in Manchester. Sorry, and Manchester depending, United. Depending on that answer, will depend how long <laughs> <Yes>. or short this <laughs> podcast will <laughs> be. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I think what got me interested in Manchester United was in the 1990s, I downloaded FIFA 96 onto my computer at the time. This was in the early game. days of PC gaming. And the free team was Manchester United. Um, so it was it was like an all-star team to... Solskjaer, like all these like great, awesome players where I was like, wow, this is this is really cool. So I actually started trying to follow them for real, which uh, was not as easy given that, you know, there was not Internet TV at the time. So trying to read everything that happened was a little less exciting than today when you can actually watch a game at any time. Uh, but yeah, so I do enjoy football quite a bit. I played quite a bit of your football um, throughout high school and even after, actually. Um, yeah, I still, uh, I've recently coached my children 
also. Uh, so I still love it. I'm, I'd like to think I'm still capable of playing quite well for an older guy. Uh, so it's, that's probably my favorite sport to play that or basketball. Uh, Very I good. I'll watch what you say when you say older guy, I believe I'm still in my prime. So, um, maybe, maybe just have it, haven't hit the heights. <laughs> Give it two weeks, Matt. Oh, it's amazing. Give it two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a bit about your ultra marathon. This is Thursday night on Saturday. You did your first ultra marathon. Tell me about your experience. What was the format of it? What did you think going into it? Have you got any tips for Andrew? Oh, oh. I need a lot of tips. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let's see where, where to begin. Uh, tips for Andrew. One, I would say run your own race is an important tip for anyone who is listening as well. Um, if you are running an ultra marathon or any other race and you're concerned with what the people around you are doing and you're comparing yourself to what they are doing, you know, you have to do what is going to work best for you. And you'll learn that even more so as you continue on your training as well, uh, because that includes down to how will you fuel during your ultra marathon. <laughs> oh, we all know that, Matt. We all know where yeah. I'm going to feel. Yeah, yeah. I walked oh, yeah. right into that one. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> so uh, if it's working, keep doing it. <laughs> so yeah, bring, bring plenty of jelly, not jam. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that, that would be probably my number one bit of advice. Number two is uh, just making sure that you don't underestimate the effort that will be required for the uh, even the training leading up to it as well. Uh, that's that's the other important piece for me. I I would say, and Colin knows this. My training was not ideal. It is not what I wanted. Um, I have been battling a knee issue for at least three months now, and so for the last two months of training. I had gone back and forth between running as much as I'd like to and instead having to swim or bike or use the elliptical or do some other type of cardio uh, in order to maintain my level of cardio fitness. So on the one hand, I think that was actually quite good uh, and beneficial for me. But on the other hand, I had planned for my longest training run to be five and a half hours long. And that was uh, in preparation for this was a 12 hour ultra marathon. And instead, my longest training run happened to be the marathon that I had run in April. I did that in under four and a half, I think. And that was the longest run I got to do in this training cycle. And that was very much because of my knee issue. So I'm still working to get that resolved. Uh, it definitely played a role in how the ultra went for me, uh, but it was never such a severe issue that I had to quit, which I'm very thankful for. And tell us about the, the format of your ultra, because, or maybe that's this is a normal thing for an ultra, we have like a, a start finish line. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's one whole trail. Yours was a bit different from that. And then tell us about your know, weather conditions, because we all, we all hope for nice weather conditions. It's a leading question, because <laughs> I know the conditions. You, you go for it, Matt. Sure, sure. Yeah, so this particular ultra was not a point-to-point -point like you're describing, Andrew, but it was a loop course. So it was a five-kilometer loop, 
and uh, it is do as many loops as you can in the time allotted. And in order to be considered a finisher, you would have to do at least 50K, so 10 loops uh, in the 12 hours. When I set out to do this ultra, I wanted to do 20 loops. That was my goal. Um, 20 loops, is that correct? 60 miles. So actually, I think more. I don't know. Math. I'm I'm walking into this honorary idiot's role quite well. You finished 20, 40 thirds. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) exactly. Exactly. So I I had a goal of doing 20 loops, uh, which would have been 60 miles. And uh, I I did not quite make it that far. Um, And one of the things, as you mentioned, was weather. So it had rained all night the night before the race. It rained for about the first three and a half hours of the race as well. And about 80% of the race was on trails in the woods. So the trails were filled with mud and dirt. And uh, once we had gotten about three hours into the race, the mud had become so slippery and slick that there were points where it wouldn't even be safe to run. It was barely safe to walk. And honestly, I'm very surprised I did not end up injured given how many times I slipped while walking and running through the mud. It was uh, it was quite dangerous at times. So that was one of the obstacles that uh, definitely played into how far I actually ended up going during the race. Um, and then the other was just, you know, you're putting your body through a lot. And uh, I, I don't think that I was entirely ready to go the distance I wanted to go. So I'm still satisfied with how I did, right? Given what the conditions were, how I felt, knowing that I didn't give up. I kept pushing myself up until the very end. Um, Now I'm just working on what can I do differently and better the next time around to be able to go farther without my body fighting me, telling me, no, you're not going to do that even if you want to. Um, Because that's a mental game that you play over an endurance challenge like that of, okay, I I hear what you're saying, body, but no, no, I'm in charge. We're going to do this. And, uh, you know, I look forward to the next opportunity I have to get to see how much more I can do. It's so addictive, Matt, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, See, here I go, idiot again, nodding my head in agreement. Like the uh, audience can do. Matt is nodding his head. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no it, it, it's, there's there's definitely an addiction to it that when you push yourself so far and you finish it and you're wrecked and you've got nothing left, how quickly did you want to book another one or go back again or do it again? Was it like instant or did you give yourself a few days? Oh, no, I, I knew even before the race was over that I wanted to do this again. Part of the reason that I had done this race and also why I had done earlier this year yes. the Dopey Challenge, do you, do you want to explain called, that? which is in Disney. Yeah, it's in Disney World in Florida, where in four consecutive days, you do four races, a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, and a full marathon. So my wife and I actually did those races together. It was and is this in Disney then? The experience. actual in Disney, while yes. all the rides are still going and the crowds are there. 
So that's what makes this particular challenge quite challenging. The races start at, I think it was at 4 a.m. because they need to be completed for the most part by the time the parks are open. So, um, you know, we were waking up at two o'clock in the morning in order to do these races. Wow. So you, you're running around Disney in the early hours and it's all yeah. shut down or maybe there's lights going. They have lights on. They have music. They have characters along wow. the course. Oh, characters that are out. I mean, man. Oh, yeah. Can yeah. you give them high fives when you're running or can you take you a selfie? Can get high fives. You can get your picture with them. We, we got tons. We got tons. <laughs> Andrew, my first, no, my second half marathon was in Disneyland and it was the Avengers half marathon where of course i dressed as captain america and got to see captain america while i was running so i mean it was it was great and then Um, the next follow-up question do you go to the park afterwards then or do you like yeah is that part uh, of the part of the and uh i slept at the parks quite a lot as well (laughs) because when you're getting up at 2 a.m and trying to go to bed at 6 p.m your body's not quite ready to sleep, right? I asked so four days in a row then. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So I was sleeping in the middle of the day. I remember um, I remember talking to you, Matt, <laughs> during this or texting you or contacting you. And it was that there. You finished, now you have to recover for the next one. You finished, now you have to recover. But your wife joined you in all these. And how many, how many marathons, runs, half marathons, 5Ks had your wife done before this event? So she had probably done five half marathons in the years leading up to this, uh, maybe maybe more. For a while, we were competing in terms of who had done more half marathons, um, but uh, she had never run a marathon before. And so doing the Dopey Challenge, it's not that her first marathon was one that she had trained and did, you know, after a taper week or something like that. But instead, her first marathon was after a 5K, a 10K, and a half marathon in the three days leading up to it. So that's... That um, is not easy. And the thing I love about that is that you, as a husband, are inspiring your family in a way, probably. You're bouncing off each other. You know, you're both supportive, you're both pushing each other, and you're both just doing better, doing better together, so to speak. She'll tell you that the motivation for her to run that dopey challenge was initially she said, well, Matt wants to run it. I want to go to Disney World. So I'm going to go with Matt to Disney World. And then she had the realization, well, wait a minute. If Matt has to get up at two in the morning and I'm just going to go stand around and wait to see him run past me once during each race. I might as well run the race with <laughs> it. So that was the thought process that led to her actually doing the dopey challenge with me. And uh, I'm glad she did. It was, uh, it was so much fun for both of us. The really. photographs looked amazing, Matt. Absolutely. Absolutely amazing. The outfits also, um, for anyone who doesn't know, Matt isn't scared of a wee outfit here and there. Different outfit every day. <laughs> Correct. Yes, we we dressed like different Disney characters for each race that we did as well. So part part of the motivation for doing that and then the ultra marathon as well, those are all things gearing towards my decision to actually try and do a similar challenge, Colin, to what you had uh, done with Mizzen to Milan 
Uh, and that is in the U.S., there is a relay that goes across the entire United States. It's called MS Run the U.S., and they select 17 runners to run a segment where they are running for six or seven consecutive days doing roughly 31 miles a day. Uh, so I, I would be applying to do a segment where hopefully I'll get selected to do it, but to do six or seven ultra marathons essentially in consecutive days. Six or seven. Wow. So, so that's, the, that's the next big thing, hopefully. And how often does that happen? They do it once a year. It starts in, I believe, April and ends in August. So you're go going across America. It's relay teams doing 30 miles at a time. So you're part of a group of people and you take turns in 30-mile segments, correct? So not not taking turns in 30-mile segments. It's uh, you, you, Each person does between 160 and 200 miles. So an entire segment that is split into days, right? So one person will run for six days, 30 miles a day, and then they pass the baton off to the next person who's going to run six or seven days for 30-ish miles each day. You could do that in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's one of the things I'm still trying to figure out is knowing how difficult it was for me to walk even mm -hmm. later that day after completing my ultra marathon is asking myself the question of how am I going to be able to figure this out for six or seven days in a row of running 30 plus miles, right? Figuring it out for me often comes later. It's accept the challenge first, you'll figure it out later. Right? You'll find that harder because you will feel a wee bit of extra pressure if you're in a relay team. And so many people have completed it and you're taking over and you have to get to that next person. Um, so there will be that wee bit of pressure probably on your back that you're not just doing this. And if you drop out, well, I've only went this far. It's like you could be potentially breaking a wee relay team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a serious commitment. Not only that, but it's a fundraiser for uh, for MS Research as well. And it has a pretty high requirement in terms of the fundraising requirement as well. So it's it's a big commitment. But, uh, you know, I know you can appreciate that with what you did with Mizinda Milan as well. And it's it's very public, highly publicized, right? For me, that's all part of the challenge and also yeah, part of raising it awareness. It totally is. And it's, it's not only raising awareness, it's raising, raising a lot of positivity about MS and multiple sclerosis. But I think I texted you before, that is, I found that wee bit hard whenever I failed it. Like, I didn't feel it, that nobody knew about it. I feel it quite publicly. But look, it's okay. Ego takes a wee dent and then you go, right, let's get back up and keep going. So I do want to touch on that a little bit more because I believe that I actually am at least partially responsible for your having I failed as you call it, <laughs> uh, the run. Yes, I, you, I you completely should. disagree. This is where I jump in and go, you didn't so, know. We're talking about food. You don't know some of the stuff I think at this point. Well, Andrew, I don't know if you know this, but what actually happened was I attempted to call Colin at, I believe it was 6 p.m. <laughs> my time. 
which was a big problem. <laughs> uh, I wanted to call Colin, see how he was doing, give him some words of encouragement. So I called Colin at 6 p.m. Normally, Colin and I are separated by five hours, but I happened to be on vacation in California. So we were actually separated by about eight hours, which means his phone rang at yep. two o'clock in the morning when he had already not gotten yep. great sleep and was very tired. I think this was after day two of your challenge. And uh, so, you know, if Colin was not getting adequate rest, that certainly played into his ability to finish the challenge. And I'm just coming clean in front of the Idiots Go Running audience right now. I am to blame for Colin's failure. And uh, Colin, I apologize. I I heard it go and there's a withheld number and he wanted me to fail, Andrew. He wanted me to fail. I could not get back to sleep after (laughs) because I was thinking, who rang me and who was it at this time? No, what are you joking? It didn't even bother. I think I was probably dead to the world, Matt. I was dead to the world. I'm I'm giving you uh, what we would call the get out of jail free card. So you can say, yes, it's Matt's fault. And uh, now... For Matt to make it up to me, he has oh, to. Oh, definitely. Oh, that me. would be a dream. So, Matt, as we wrap it up here, have you anything else you kind of want to share with us? Um, so, I would say that for anyone who's listening that is thinking to themselves, I could never do what these guys do, taking on some significant athletic challenges, right? Andrew, you're doing at least a half marathon uh, each month soon to be a marathon that you'll be attempting, and then later an ultra marathon. Colin, you're doing an ultra marathon every single month. And uh, I'm I'm trying to work towards bigger and bigger things after having just completed my first ultra marathon. For all of us, the things we're doing today are things that maybe at one point in the past we told ourselves, I could never do that. Maybe, right? And uh, I, I hope that Whoever's listening, here's the message that often what we believe to be not possible for us is only because of our own thoughts, that it's in our mind that we could never do whatever it is that maybe we'd one day like to try and do. Colin, for you and I, we had an even bigger obstacle that presented itself to us to say, maybe you won't be able to do something at some point in the future. And We're both very fortunate that for whatever reason, that obstacle actually motivated us to try even harder, to do even more. So I'd just like to share and encourage anyone who's listening this thought that maybe not today, but as long as we tell ourselves we can and we continue to work towards whatever our goals are, what we'll be doing in the future might be way more than what we ever thought possible. And so keep trying, keep working at things and uh, don't tell yourself that you can't because when you do, you're going to be right. If I say I can't do this thing, I'm going to find all the reasons to prove myself right. But if I tell myself, maybe I can, or at least maybe I can try, then I'm going to be working in the right direction to start doing more. And more often than not, I'm going to surprise myself with what I'm able to accomplish when I take that approach. That is possibly the best two minutes, two or three minutes we've ever had in this podcast call. Isn't that right? And if you're listening to that, please rewind it 
and just listen to Matt again because it's it's so 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 inspiring. This podcast is a bit of crack. It's a bit of fun. We tell ridiculous stories, but you know, part of it is just Matt what you said about because you know, I have to say you you both are so so inspiring. You've you've no idea how inspiring the both of you are. You, you've no idea how many people you're touching. People with MS. People like myself without MS at the start of this year, I thought I would, you know, well, not even this year. I, I seen you call and run Miz and the Man attempting to run it. And it was just, I, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And that inspired me to do a bit of running. And yes, I'm just, as you said, Matt, I'm working my way up to these goals. That I never thought I would do. I'm 40 now. This is probably the fittest I've ever been in my life. If I hadn't been calling for you running, I, I wouldn't have took this challenge up and I wouldn't have been inspired. Matt, I look at you and my goodness, when I go on, I'm not on social media too much, but when I go on social media and Instagram, I see you and doing the stuff you're doing. It's so, so inspiring. And I just want to thank the both of you. You're so alike and the world needs people like you guys because you're just so, so inspiring. You've inspired me. You've inspired so many people. And I just want to take this opportunity to thank you both. It's just, you're it's brilliant to get to know. Well, I know you. <laughs> but it's brilliant to get to know. It's brilliant to get to know you, and uh, it's just yeah. I, I just want to say thank you on behalf of everyone speaking. Just keep doing what you are both doing, and it's your positivity. It's your positivity. Of just even if you get setbacks, we all get setbacks. How you overcome them, and just your mindset to overcome these things. You're both inspirational. You really are. Can't, can't thank you enough. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. Yeah, this is a, a very deep, deep part of Idiot School Running. How do I follow up that? I can't, so I won't. No, but in all, in all seriousness, um, like having MS is crap. But I suppose people would always say to you, if if you were to if you were to able to go back in time and not get MS, that means I wouldn't meet Matt. So is MS worth meeting Matt? I I think so. I think so. That's quite a serious comment. <laughs> I wouldn't be offended if you no. said no. Uh, I, no. I would understand. Life has changed. Not only my, all my experiences changed, but the, you meet people. And like there's people you connect with that you would never connected with. And sometimes you get dealt these hands in life and you don't see where it's taken you until you're there. And I honestly believe that I am where I'm meant to be. And speaking to you, Matt, you know, I think us two over the past two or three months have connected in a weird way um just chatting to each other different countries and me and andrew well we've been connected all our life unfortunately for him but you know it's incredible it's absolutely incredible and i i love every minute of the journey like it's amazing i i often talk about our disease yeah. as a mixed blessing because you know there's obviously bad stuff that comes from it and i choose not to focus on the bad stuff and instead, what you talked about, Colin, you know, what what we have, we have an amazing friendship, honestly, from across all these miles. Right. And uh, I, I consider you a really good friend and an inspiration. And to your point, we wouldn't know each other if not for uh, our shared experience and so many other people totally. right within the group that we're in as well uh, that I would never have gotten to know or be inspired by if not. For that, um, you know, I was curious to ask you, Colin, what is it that keeps you going? That keeps you pushing yourself forward. What would it be that you would say 
does that for you? Because I think often when we share those things, it helps other people to examine their lives and say, what do I have in my life that could really inspire me to do more than I think I'm capable of as well? So I'm curious to hear what it is for you that keeps you. I I would say it hasn't stayed the same from the very beginning. Honestly, I think it's kind of developed and it's migrated into new versions of itself. It's been developing. So for example, I was diagnosed and all I wanted to do was be fit enough to play football with my kids or soccer with my kids when I was about 50. I didn't want to be the dad who sat in the touchline and watched his kids play football. I didn't want to be that person. Before I was diagnosed, I wouldn't have ran the length of myself. Played football, still pretty fit. I've mentioned it before. I've mentioned it before in the podcast, but I'd never run. So when I started running, I was nearly just loving it so much that I wanted to push myself further. And then when I pushed myself further and I started talking to people, you could see people looking at you going, but how can you do that? And you could see the, them lighting up and wanting to know more. And then you could see, like I, I would talk to Andrew and you could see Andrew going, this is incredible what you're doing. How are you doing this? And I don't, I, I don't know. But then you realize you start to maybe inspire people. So then that development for me, wanting to play football with my kids when I'm 50, in my head, Matt, it sounds crazy, but that's a given. I don't care what you say. If, if, if nothing happens to me, if my life keeps on going the way it should be going, that's a given. To me, I've, I've ticked that box and I'm not even 40 yet. That's the way I honestly feel. Uh, I, I am that confident in saying that's what I'm going to be doing. No doubt about it. But now I'm starting to notice that I can inspire people to, to, the, to the point where I was able to put a work... Like I finished a marathon... Uh, the Belfast Marathon there. I ran to the start of it, finished it, and that wasn't my achievement that day. My achievement that day was there's three or four of them guys who I put a relay team together are now booked in for a half marathon in Belfast and have their sights set on a full marathon. So what keeps me going? Why do I keep doing it? I think it's seeing other people improve, not myself. Obviously, I'm I'm getting the buzz out of doing more. And as I get the buzz out of doing more, people around me are getting a, a wee bit of a buzz. I don't know how you feel about that, Matt. Like, it, it's just incredible. And I have the family, like yourself, I've mentioned it to you before. You can't do all this without your family support. You know, I've, I've got Andrew and I've got Rachel and my kids all by my side. The ones there, like, in all your, in all your posts and everything you sent, I mentioned it to you. I said... What is inspiring is them kids every time you came around that corner running up the signs. And as you came by your wife, motivational, you're doing well, Matt. You know, that's that's what you're doing. You're inspiring people. And, you know, you don't realize it, but you're pushing your wife to go further. You're setting your kids a good example. It's just, it's, a, it's incredible. So that's what keeps me going is now nearly in a, a sit back way trying to help others. Did that make any sense whatsoever? Yeah, it it really does. Oh, yeah. It really does. Uh, yeah, I can I can relate uh, because there are times when I think to myself, well, I've been so public about what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to achieve that, you know, some of the times when I am feeling less motivated, that can be a driving force of no, even if I'm not feeling fully capable today, if I still go and do the best I can do today that has the potential to encourage someone else to do their best today as well. 
And I can't tell you how much it means to me when I receive a message from somebody that says, hey, I just want to thank you for sharing what you're you know, doing because it's inspired me to do whatever else, you know, I'm working on as well. That's also, you know, it's affirmation of why we're doing what we're doing and sharing it as well. Um, it's, it's, I think it's important and uh, you're definitely inspiring people. I know you are, you can't help but not inspire people, you know, just by being who you are, Colin. So it's awesome. But Andrew, watch out, you're going to do it too. So <laughs> you're, you're already doing it. You've got, you've got other dads listening to this who are saying, Hey, I've got all the reasons not to push myself and start running, but wait a minute, Andrew's doing it. And he's about to do even more when originally he said, he's just going to do a half marathon. You've already done more than that, Andrew. So, and the fact that, you know, half the battle is even having the courage to take on something bigger. Right. So to to actually sign up for that full marathon, to sign up for that ultra marathon, you've got to be a certain type of idiot already to do that. <laughs> right. And and that's sometimes the biggest challenge is just to say, yeah, I'm going to try and do that and we'll see what happens. So you're probably more than you're even aware, Andrew, inspiring people in your life as well. Matt, we can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast. There's been a lot of silliness. There's been a lot of laughter, but that end bit was just absolute gold. And, and again, thanks to both of you. And Matt, tell us where we can reach out to you or where can we follow your adventures? Um, so if you'd like to join our Facebook group, uh, it is a private group. So you'd have to agree to rules, answer questions before doing that. But that group is called Running With MS. And uh, that can be either because you have MS and would like some encouragement and inspiration, or if you want to be a supporter of someone with MS as well, um, it's a great place, or just to come and get inspired, right? Because I would say if you are in that group, uh, there's no way you can be seeing what's going on and not be inspired. Uh, outside of that, you can also find me on Instagram. Uh, my handle there is running with ms underscore official and colin you've a bit of news we can you can also follow idiots go running where can you follow it now on instagram too? with the handle idiots go running that simple so we're not we're not quite official and colin thank you you set that up <laughs> what are you joking that. we're not official but we're now on instagram and i think the only thing left to say is my name's andrew and my name's colin and my name's matt and this is Idiot School Running. <laughs>